the traffic in women part two from anarchism and other essays by emma goldman this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine the traffic in women part two not that the gratification of sex must needs lead to prostitution it is the cruel heartless criminal persecution of those who dare divert from the beaten paths which is responsible for it girls mere children work at crowded overheated rooms ten to twelve hours a day at a machine which tends to keep them in a constant overexcited sex state many of these girls have no home or comforts of any kind therefore the street or some place of cheap amusement is the only means of forgetting their daily routine this naturally brings them into close proximity with the other sex it is hard to say which of the two factors brings the girl's oversexed condition to a climax but it is certainly the most natural thing that a climax should result that is the first step toward prostitution nor is the girl to be held responsible for it on the contrary it is altogether the fault of society the fault of our lack of understanding of our lack of appreciation of life in the making especially is it the criminal fault of our moralists who condemn a girl for all eternity because she has gone from the path of virtue that is because her first sex experience has taken place without the sanction of the church the girl feels herself a complete outcast with the doors of home and society closed in her face her entire training and tradition is such that the girl herself feels depraved and fallen and therefore has no ground to stand upon or any hold that will lift her up instead of dragging her down thus society creates the victims that it afterwards vainly attempts to get rid of the meanest most depraved and decrepit man still considers himself too good to take as his wife the woman whose grace he was quite willing to buy even though he might thereby save her from a life of horror nor can she turn to her own sister for help in her stupidity the latter deems herself too pure and chaste not realizing that her own position is in many respects even more deplorable than her sisters of the street the wife who married for money compared with the prostitute says havelock ellis is the true scab she is paid less gives much more in return in labour and care and is absolutely bound to her master the prostitute never signs away the right over her own person she retains her freedom and personal rights nor is she always compelled to submit to a man's embrace nor does the better-than-thou woman realize the apologist claim of lecky that though she may be the supreme type of vice she is also the most efficient guardian of virtue but for her happy homes would be polluted unnatural and harmful practice would abound moralists are ever ready to sacrifice one half of the human race for the sake of some miserable institution which they cannot outgrow as a matter of fact prostitution is no more a safeguard for the purity of the home than rigid laws are a safeguard against prostitution fully fifty per cent of married men are patrons of brothels it is through this virtuous element that the married women nay even the children are infected with venereal diseases yet society has not a word of condemnation for the man while no law is too monstrous to be set in motion against the helpless victim she is not only preyed upon by those who use her but she is also absolutely at the mercy of every policeman and miserable detective on the beat the officials at the station-house the authorities in every prison in a recent book by a woman who was for twelve years 
the mistress of a house are to be found the following figures the authorities compelled me to pay every month fines between fourteen dollars seventy cents to twenty nine dollars seventy cents the girls would pay from five dollars seventy cents to nine dollars seventy cents to the police considering that the writer did her business in a small city that the amounts she gives do not include extra bribes and fines one can readily see the tremendous revenue the police department derives from the blood money of its victims whom it will not even protect woe to those who refuse to pay their toll they would be rounded up like cattle if only to make a favourable impression upon the good citizens of the city or if the powers needed extra money on the side for the warped mind who believes that a fallen woman is incapable of human emotion it would be impossible to realize the grief the disgrace the tears the wounded pride that was ours every time we were pulled in strange isn't it that a woman who has kept a house should be able to feel that way but stranger still that a good christian world should bleed and fleece such women and give them nothing in return except obloquy and persecution oh for the charity of a christian world much stress is laid on white slaves being imported into america how would america ever retain her virtue if europe did not help her out i will not deny that this may be the case in some instances any more than i will deny that there are emissaries of germany and other countries luring economic slaves into america but i absolutely deny that prostitution is recruited to any appreciable extent from europe it may be true that the majority of prostitutes in new york city are foreigners but that is because the majority of the population is foreign the moment we go to any other american city to chicago or the middle west we shall find that the number of foreign prostitutes is by far a minority equally exaggerated is the belief that the majority of street girls in this city were engaged in this business before they came to america most of the girls speak excellent english are americanized in habits and appearance a thing absolutely impossible unless they had lived in this country many years that is they were driven into prostitution by american conditions by the thoroughly american custom for excessive display of finery and clothes which of course necessitates money money that cannot be earned in shops or factories in other words there is no reason to believe that any set of men would go to the risk and expense of getting foreign products when american conditions are over flooding the market with thousands of girls on the other hand there is sufficient evidence to prove that the export of american girls for the purpose of prostitution is by no means a small factor thus clifford g rowe ex-assistant state attorney of cook county illinois makes the open charge that new england girls are shipped to panama for the express use of men in the employ of uncle sam mr rowe adds that there seems to be an underground railroad between boston and washington which many girls travel is it not significant that the railroad should lead to the very seat of federal authority that mr rowe said more than was desired in certain quarters is proved by the fact that he lost his position it is not practical for men in office to tell tales from school the excuse given for the conditions in panama is that there are no brothels in the canal zone that is the usual avenue of escape for a hypocritical world that dares not face the truth not in the canal zone not in the city limits therefore prostitution does not exist next to mr rowe there is james bronson reynolds who has made a thorough study of the white slave traffic in asia 
as a staunch american citizen and friend of the future napoleon of america theodore roosevelt he is surely the last to discredit the virtue of his country yet we are informed by him that in hong kong shanghai and yokohama the augean stables of american vice are located there american prostitutes have made themselves so conspicuous that in the orient american girl is synonymous with prostitute mr reynolds reminds his countrymen that while americans in china are under the protection of our consular representatives the chinese in america have no protection at all every one who knows the brutal and barbarous persecution chinese and japanese endure on the pacific coast will agree with mr reynolds in view of the above facts it is rather absurd to point to europe as the swamp whence come all the social diseases of america just as absurd is it to proclaim the myth that the jews furnish the largest contingent of willing prey i am sure that no one will accuse me of nationalistic tendencies i am glad to say that i have developed out of them as out of many other prejudices if therefore i resent the statement that jewish prostitutes are imported it is not because of any judaistic sympathies but because of the facts inherent in the lives of these people no one but the most superficial will claim that jewish girls migrate to strange lands unless they have some tie or relation that brings them there the jewish girl is not adventurous until recent years she had never left home not even so far as the next village or town except it were to visit some relative is it then credible that jewish girls would leave their parents or families travel thousands of miles to strange lands through the influence and promises of strange forces go to any of the large incoming steamers and see for yourself if these girls do not come either with their parents brothers aunts or other kinsfolk there may be exceptions of course but to state that large numbers of jewish girls are imported for prostitution or any other purpose is simply not to know jewish psychology those who sit in a glass house do wrong to throw stones about them besides the american glass house is rather thin it will break easily and the interior is anything but a gainly sight to ascribe the increase in prostitution to alleged importation to the growth of the cadet system or similar causes is highly superficial i have already referred to the former as to the cadet system abhorrent as it is we must not ignore the fact that it is essentially a phase of modern prostitution a phase accentuated by suppression and graft resulting from sporadic crusades against the social evil the procurer is no doubt a poor specimen of the human family but in what manner is he more despicable than the policeman who takes the last scent from the street-walker and then locks her up in the station-house why is the cadet more criminal or a greater menace to society than the owners of department stores and factories who grow fat on the sweat of their victims only to drive them to the streets i make no plea for the cadet but i fail to see why he should be mercilessly hounded while the real perpetrators of all social iniquity enjoy immunity and respect then too it is well to remember that it is not the cadet who makes the prostitute it is our sham and hypocrisy that create both the prostitute and the cadet until eighteen ninety four very little was known in america of the procurer then we were attacked by an epidemic of virtue vice was to be abolished the country purified at all cost the social cancer was therefore driven out of sight but deeper into the body 
keepers of brothels as well as their unfortunate victims were turned over to the tender mercies of the police the inevitable consequence of exorbitant bribes and the penitentiary followed while comparatively protected in the brothels where they represented a certain monetary value the girls now found themselves on the street absolutely at the mercy of the graft greedy police desperate needing protection and longing for affection these girls naturally proved an easy prey for cadets themselves the result of the spirit of our commercial age thus the cadet system was the direct outgrowth of police persecution graft and attempted suppression of prostitution it were sheer folly to confound this modern phase of the social evil with the causes of the latter mere suppression and barbaric enactments can serve but to embitter and further degrade the unfortunate victims of ignorance and stupidity the latter has reached its highest expression in the proposed law to make humane treatment of prostitutes a crime punishing any one sheltering a prostitute with five years imprisonment and ten thousand dollar fine such an attitude merely exposes the terrible lack of understanding of the true causes of prostitution as a social factor as well as manifesting the puritanic spirit of the scarlet letter days there is not a single modern writer on the subject who does not refer to the utter futility of legislative methods in coping with the issue thus dr blashko finds that governmental suppression and moral crusades accomplish nothing save driving the evil into secret channels multiplying its dangers to society havelock ellis the most thorough and humane student of prostitution proves by a wealth of data that the more stringent the methods of persecution the worse the condition becomes among other data we learn that in france in fifteen sixty charles the ninth abolished brothels through an edict but the numbers of prostitutes were only increased while many new brothels appeared in unsuspected shapes and were more dangerous in spite of all such legislation or because of it there has been no country in which prostitution has played a more conspicuous part an educated public opinion freed from the legal and moral hounding of the prostitute can alone help to ameliorate present conditions wilful shutting of eyes and ignoring of the evil as a social factor of modern life can but aggravate matters we must rise above our foolish notions of better than thou and learn to recognize in the prostitute a product of social conditions such a realization will sweep away the attitude of hypocrisy and ensure a greater understanding and more humane treatment as to a thorough eradication of prostitution nothing can accomplish that save a complete transvaluation of all accepted values especially the moral ones coupled with the abolition of industrial slavery End of the Traffic in Women Recording by Expatria in Bangor, Maine